Welcome back to the train. This is Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. We appreciate y'all, especially us on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot. And like always, thank you again for that continued support and that hashtag BananaCats. And if you want to come on and tell your story, check out the links in the description, message us, and we'll get back to you. Absolutely. How are you, Drew? I'm good, Gina. How are you? I'm doing good. When people are listening to this, by the way, it was Drew's birthday on Thursday. So let's tell him happy birthday in the comments. A big happy birthday to you. I won't sing and, and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, on the day. But happy birthday. Thank you, G. Thank you very, very much. I'm an old man. I'm 35. <laughs> You've done a, a great job on the podcast, and we all appreciate you and appreciate the work that you put into it and the editing you do. And just, you know, we have to go by YouTube rules. So just know that if things feel a little over-edited and you don't like that, you guys can always go to the description, go to our other streaming platforms where things are more free there. And we'll have a website soon. So thank yeah. you, Drew, for doing all of that stuff for us. We appreciate you, and you mean a lot to us. Thank you, G. You mean a lot to me, and the, our supporters mean a lot. It's given me a lot of routine and purpose, and it kind of helped. This is a good segue into what I wanted to talk about first. Uh, also, after this, when this we upload this, uh, Friday, March 5th, is actually Cichlid Vomiting Awareness. I know people that have listened to us from the beginning know that I have a disease called cichlid vomiting syndrome. <clears throat> For those that don't know, it, um, I get in these cycles where I throw up every five minutes and they last anywhere from 24 hours, longest was six weeks. It's most common in children. Um, we'll link in the description, me talking more about like my own personal stuff. But next year, I wanted in the comment section today, I wanted to get some questions. If anyone had questions for a parent of a child or you know an adult child like me uh if you had questions from them because i'd like to have my mom come on and her, tell her side of it because it's a important part of people who have this is the family support that they have so if you guys have any questions leave them there if you have some for me too i'll answer them next year i know it's a long way away but i plan on being here next year so a little prep for it but yeah, that's that's just kind of my spiel on CVS this this year. Definitely, we'll we'll be sure to do Instagram stories and make sure to ask you guys more throughout the year for questions like that, so that way we're prepared for that episode. It's going to be a it's going to be a great episode. I'm excited that she'll be on. Yeah, it's going to be real fun. That's how I wanted to set it up ahead of time and do it right, do it justice. My mom's awesome, so love you, mom. I know you're listening. <laughs> Yeah, we appreciate you. We appreciate that you raised a, a nice young man. He drew the best. Yeah, she's awesome. But uh, do you want to talk about the main thing we came today to talk about? The, uh, the little documentary that Jenna, I guess, sent you, which was a pretty awesome find, I thought. For sure. Jenna is always sending me the best things, like when it comes to content, where the, whether it's true crime or just funny stuff, you know, traveling stuff, whatever it is, it's always the best. And this specifically, it's called Labeled for Life, it's episode 215, uh, Our America with Lisa Ling. It was on the Oprah Winfrey Network on YouTube. 
got like over 400,000 views. It was posted two months ago. And it, Lisa Ling investigates the case of a teenage boy who was sentenced to 20 years in prison. He was registered as a sex offender for touching a girl's breast. Lisa tries to unravel what happened in this quiet Texas neighborhood nearly two decades ago. She tracks down witnesses, interviews them, she interviews authorities, and sifts through court documents in hopes of answering the question, did the punishment fit the crime? And that's what Drew and I want to talk about. Like, did the punishment fit the crime? And we kind of want to discuss our opinion about it and some things that happened in, in this episode. What are your thoughts? So I'll be completely honest. If, uh, if he didn't have the those sisters and those statements, the ones that were like, no, nothing happened. I would have placed him in with all the other weirdos that you've caught. You know what I mean? Like he, his personality kind of seems shifty, but the statements from the people that were there and how bad besides the main woman that accused him, uh, how bad they feel for the time and stuff like that makes his story more believable i it's still one of those things where it's it's a he said she said thing and i i do think there are some red flags like i guess he was uh in the follow-up episode he was picked up and rearrested, and he was charged while in, in incarcerated with exposing himself to a female officer which I thought was a little weird. For sure. I mean, man. I have you, have you read through the comments on the episode? Uh no, on that episode actually I've I actually did not read the comments on that. It was I think one of the first ones in a while that I didn't even think to read the comments on there. I I'm always straight to the comments. I got to see what other people are saying. I'm guilty of that. So, I want to read some of the comments. Uh Keisha says, Lisa is such a good journalist. She's so unbiased. And I kind of I agree. I haven't watched a lot of her stuff, but she definitely is just a good listener, and she definitely hits those questions. But I think that, hot. you know, <laughs> I mean, what's your opinion? So Mama Bear says, okay, so the victim, in quotations, admitted to her father that she grossly exaggerated what happened and asked if she should come forward. Then when Lisa talks to her, she says, I don't want to relive that horrible day. Why? Because you sent someone to prison and ruined lives? And there's a thread of 32 comments, and people are agreeing. So true, felt so bad for this guy and his mom. She knows she was lying and didn't want to fess up. They're just all agreeing with her. So there's, you know, there's opinions that are more like yours, I feel like. Uh, Lizane said, there are people who have raped and murdered people and spent less time in jail. Abby said she doesn't want to talk about it because she knows she ruined that man's life. Ruby Rose says, let's just say for argument's sake that this all did happen. 20 years is still an insane sentence for a 17-year-old with no prior offenses and mental disorders. He was sentenced to more years than he had been alive. And let's talk about that. Um, I want to talk about that specifically because there are a lot of cases where kids do go to prison, right? Like kids do horrible things, too. You can't deny that. I mean, I've seen some insane documentaries with children who have done out-of-this-mind stuff. 
And I think if I was a child that did something, and then as an adult, I would think, man, I was a kid, right? Like I, it was so long ago. But depending on the crime, I feel like you have to do, you have to do the time. You know, there are kids who are raping and who are murdering and purposely and planning and school shooters and like you, there has to be punishment. It, it can't just be like, oh, because you're 17, you shouldn't do 20 years. 17 is closer to 18 than an eight-year-old, you know? Yeah, they also, they had a, uh, I, it's such a hard thing with sentencing, I mean, especially with this case. I think that a lot more cases with juveniles, it's a lot more cut and dry. Or I feel like this specific one, this yeah. is an instance where um, somebody may be wrong, wrongfully served over a decade of time and will be labeled for life for something he didn't do. On top of being, I think he's uh, on the spectrum somewhere. He's like autistic or something like that. And uh, if he really didn't do that, then that really didn't fit the crime. But even the, uh, I believe it's in the right. follow-up yeah. episode. We'll link it in the description. Lisa Ling has uh, a statement from the victim's father. And he's under the impression that things were, and this is, uh, I'll quote it, grossly exaggerated. And I thought that was, uh, if a father is saying that, that, that's very telling, I think, unless the father's a really sick POS, you know? And that's the thing, like, you're not, we're not them. So we don't know. But at the same time, with our opinions, with what we do know, you know, that's all we can go off of. So It's heart-wrenching to watch the mother. I think that's the best part. You guys, everyone's listening should go watch the documentary. It's great. <clears throat> I'm glad they re-uploaded it in December. <clears throat> um, it's got to be hell for uh, it, any parent when they really are convicted too, to have to walk around with that guilt. And uh, they don't have it easy. Like, cause his is in Texas and like, he can't find housing. He can't find jobs, things like that. And not to say that they should have it easy, but uh, I don't know. That's whenever you talk about punishments, it's really, really hard. Um, yeah. And, I mean, even his crime, what did he plead down to uh, exposure or something like that? I think that's what they, they plead down to. I don't know if that deserves 20 years, like you said, at 17, not having a record. <clears throat> I didn't bring in the fact that he definitely has some type of mental disability. He's definitely on the spectrum somewhere. Maybe he should have just been instantly put into a program and monitored from there on. I don't know. It, it happened in the 90s because he's still because the whole thing if you watch the documentary her whole thing is like trying to get him you know that label off of him and i went through watchdog.org and was able to track him down he's still on there and that documentary is from 2012 2013 so nothing changed for him it doesn't pertain to this case but i was watching an interview where parents were talking about their son who had done horrible crimes right doesn't pertain to this, but the, in the interview, the dad said, "I would rather be I would rather be visiting my son in prison than visiting his grave and him be dead." So I think like parents, when they're in that situation, have that mindset. Like you know, they'd rather them be 
there than dead. At least if they can still go see them. And a, a lot of prisons, I think you can still hug, right? And you can sit down and actually be like near each other and stuff. So they still have that interaction that a lot of people don't get with the loved ones that are not here anymore. So I think a lot of parents see it as they're rehabilitating and that they still get to see them. And then they're willing to take that risk when they come out and see them be a better person, whether they are a better person or not, because it's their, that's their baby, right? So with parents, it's always, I feel like it's always going to be that way unless the kid did something to the parents and got cut off and then the kid has no, nobody. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, as much as I don't like to admit it, there's still humans and there's still somebody's child. And I think a parent who realizes their child is a monster like that, it's got to have a lot of, I don't know, psychological damage. It's got to tear at your heart because at one side you raise this kid, but at the other side, most of them are probably good moral people. And it's just got to be this constant back and forth tearing at your heart. And what about Luca, Luca's mom? Well, Luca's mom is full on. I mean, she is in complete denial mode. I mean, I. Right. And, and there's really, a lot, a lot of people like that. A lot. Can, can you really blame her to be, I mean, she's, she's got to be mentally broken to know because she probably deep down inside knows that he did those things but you probably mentally can't handle knowing that your son was raised to be that sick of an individual, ended up being that sick of an individual, I should say. Yeah, you can't blame any of the parents for having those feelings and emotions that they have and, and not being able to cope with the fact that their kid has done horrible things like that. But it, it's just a good example. It's a good example that we've all, I feel like, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. <laughs> But I feel like that we've all watched and we can agree on um, from an example. So, you know, I feel like a lot of parents and are I think, like that. I think Luca's mom goes a little bit out of her way to extra, you know, deny it. But at the same time, don't go at people's family members. Just let them be. Like like I said, the, the mental anguish that they're going through, knowing that they raised a monster, they're living in their own... I mean, it's got to be a hell. I mean, really, for honestly, it's got to be hell. See, when we were, uh, you know, catching up to five, four, six, sometimes predators a day, and the community was so strong where they would find the family members, right? And so when they would find the family members, we had to make it a point to, and say, don't harass the family because... It's people's first instinct is to rush to the people closest and to ambush them with all of the information. And then a lot of people will start to threaten them due to being just related or just, you know, because that's all they have access to is the parents. So they they take out their anger on them like something. So that's something that what you just said is to leave the parents alone. They didn't do the crime. They had no idea. They're finding out with you. And so notifying them is one thing, but threatening them and then harming their businesses, things like that, it's, just, it's not okay at all. 
No, like it's you got to remember that individual is the one that committed that crime. They're the one to blame. And, you know, in most cases, I would say 90 plus percent, the parents of those people are actually completely horrified by the crimes and are completely embarrassed. And like I said, it's probably a personal help because you probably still love your kid. But, you know, you don't want to, you know, look like you're over supporting him or anything like that. Yeah, and if you guys know me by now, I'm a put-myself-in-other-people's-shoes kind of person. So if you guys put yourself in a pair of shoes that's going through that, would you want the reminder daily that your kid is a monster? You already know. You know, you, you already know, and it's things that you're working on with yourself and with your family. So that daily reminder of threats and just extra stress is uncalled for and it's uh disrespectful i think um well, moving... oh go ahead i just said well <laughs> said that's i that was like that's a good way to wrap that up right I, yeah moving on from that uh you know we like to talk about celebrity predators on the channel and you know that we're not we don't talk about really you know tiktokers or youtubers or really any celebrity in a positive light unfortunately um, every time we bring them up, it's because of something that they've done. And so, speaking of the TikTok community, I, I'm sure if you haven't heard, now you know. Someone that maybe your child likes to watch, James Charles, has been caught. And there's legal action being taken for him grooming and sending nude pictures to a 16-year-old. And knowing that it was a 16-year-old because the age is in the bio and it was, you know, within the conversations. So, with that being said, he's still on the platform, TikTok. And other comment sections were pulled up in 15-year-old comment sections and in other 16-year-old comment sections and 17-year-old comment sections of him asking them to DM him and asking to be able to talk to them more and calling them, you know, hot or cute. It's just, it's grooming, and, uh, and it's grooming just for everyone to see because some, publicly some of his best friends that he says are his best friends are 16-year-olds, 16-year-old girls to be specific, not boys. He is gay, so he's targeting the boys, though. Um, and boys which is good to talk about this, is they don't get believed when it comes to SA stuff. And, you know, I'd say a good percent of the time they don't get believed. Would you agree? I would say they don't either get believed or if it happens to them, all the males are like, oh, that's not a big deal. Like, they're like rooting it on. Like, it's, oh, it's just him coming to age, you know, it's becoming a man or something like that. It's just, yeah, it's not, it's disgusting. It's, it's disgusting how people portray it that way and uh, don't take it seriously. When I think that <laughs> that does harm in its own, not being believed. Not only did they go through that trauma, but now they're not being believed. And I mean, that leads to suicide. That leads to wanting to be drugs, wanting to, you know, do drugs, wanting to do dangerous things, wanting to be around dangerous people. It just leads to bad things because this kid feels like they have nobody. And then the people that are in closest reach are those people. So 
we need to start believing kids. There's a lot of people on the internet not believing even this one, and he has receipts for days. He literally has pictures of him nude, and he, James even admitted it in a Twitter statement saying that he didn't know his age in the beginning and saying that he will start checking IDs when he's talking to people. So he's not saying he's going to stop. He's saying he'll just start checking IDs and stuff like that. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It's not cool. It's not something that, like, should be glorified or, he, you know, he shouldn't have a platform where there's tons of kids around, I don't think. I'm not one for, like, I'm not one to say, hey, let's take some platforms away from people. But in this case where there's evidence of him grooming on that platform a lot, more than three times, I think something needs to be done. I just wanted you guys to be aware because I know that the, our audience that listens are, is an older audience. We don't have, you know, in our analytics, we don't have children listening. So with parents or people becoming parents, you know, just be aware that TikTok is full of adults. It's not just kids. And I think a lot of people have that idea that, oh, it's a kid's dance dumb app. I see things from dancing, food eating, um, reactions, reviews, building things. I've, I've seen a dude build a robot from scratch, and he's like, he's just some kid in high school. Like, there was some actually really good, cool content. There's, I, whenever I travel, I type in the hashtag of where I'm going and get to see cool things that are there and what's going on now. Like, you know, so I'm, what I'm trying to get at, it's not just for kids. So people have that idea that it is. So don't just throw your kid on an app thinking it's just for kids. There's plenty of adult content going on there, and I think it's getting even more saturated with adults, especially girls, you know, with like OF and stuff. I see more and more girls promoting that on there. And, you know, if you don't want your young boy or girl to see content like that or to see content like, even boys half naked <laughs> promoting their OF. It's not just girls. And then, you know, you have the possibility of your child being messaged in the comments or in their DMs by older people. So just be aware of that. Yeah, like we always say, and you always say, check your kids' devices, you know, monitor, watch, look, get involved with what they're doing online, ask questions. You don't have to be like overly crazy into it, you know, but try and figure out what they're doing. See if there's anything weird going on. And, uh, I don't know. Just be careful. There's the internet is not necessarily bad, but just like anywhere else on the planet, there's bad people on it. So you gotta, you know, take steps to prepare for in case something does happen. Right. I just know there's a huge stigma around TikTok being like an only kids app or something, and it's totally not. <laughs> it's definitely not now. Maybe it was, but it's not now. And my advice, just to sum it all up. Uh, at the end of the day, you should be checking anything where they're able to communicate with anyone, whether it's family or friends or strangers. Anything with a comment box or a message box needs to be monitored because it's dangerous. And uh, I think things that disappear, I've seen a new uh, update on Instagram. You can have the vanish mode even in your DMs. It's not going to be long where that vanish mode is going to be everywhere. And things are just disappearing, you know? People don't want the track record. So, gotta be aware of that too, the banish mode. 
it's gone forever. It's and then like, you have no idea if someone got your address, someone kidnapped your child, and then the van the messages vanished. And then it takes the police too long to get that evidence off of a phone. I we have a phone that's still in evidence and it's been over a year. We know, so you just kinda gotta be on top of it these days. Like we'll always promote this. We are not sponsored by them, but if you've got the extra money, look into services like Custodio that help monitor what's going on and block them because there's a lot of uh, uh, sites that they know they shouldn't be on and things like that. It's something worth looking to, and we'll link it in the comments. We've linked it in a billion episodes, but we'll continue to. They're a great service. Yeah, and I think this episode is a little long enough. If you guys are listening this far, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Leave a comment or a review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening to us on there or Spotify, wherever you're listening to us. Leave us some kind of review if you've listened this far. We love you guys. Until next time, Banana Cats. And happy birthday, Drew. <laughs> thank you, guys. Much love. Banana Cats. Peace.